Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, AM 818 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network and the team here is firing and ready to go. Jasmine, how are you this morning? Oh, so fantastic. So good. How are you, Lyle? You're fantastic and good. Yes, at the same time. At the- I'm impressed. I'm amazing. I'm amazing this morning. Oh, that is awesome. Good yes. to hear. What are you thankful for? I am thankful for, you know, I have a particular song stuck in my head, which usually is a very bad thing. Yeah, but, it's a pain when you get a song, song stuck in your head. But the reason why this is good is because of circumstances. So usually when you get a song stuck in your head, it's because you happen to hear it somewhere or someone sung it or, you know, it came on random on your playlist. So it's involuntary. Yes. You're, you're, you get given a song and it's stuck in your head. But this morning, I thought of this song and I was like, I really like that song. So I started singing that song and now it's in my head. I voluntarily chose the song in my head. And, and it it's is, a song that, yeah, go ahead. It is, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Uh, Liam, you have to see if you can dig that one up for us and we'll, uh, we'll play it here and, and get it even oh, more embedded yes. in your brain than ever before. And then everyone else can involuntarily have it. It's stuck in their head. Yes. This is a good song to have stuck in your head. I like this. This it's is a true. super positive thing. Beautiful song. What are you thankful for, Lyle? Okay, so uh, my wife safely arrived in Australia and Woo-hoo. has gone into quarantine. And I am super thankful this morning that she's in a really nice hotel. Oh, that's So nice. I was kind of, we, we didn't know how quarantine worked, you know, and, and we figured the government would be trying to save money. And so they'd, you know, whack her in a little motel room sort of on some back street somewhere. <laughs> Not the case. Oh, awesome. Centre of Sydney, 18th floor, views for miles, five-star accommodation. She's been well looked after, so that's a blessing. That's awesome. Does yes. she, like, it's, does that all come for free? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. It uh, depends what, what dates you travel. So we travel ah. the right dates, so free for us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We've been sitting here discussing the uh, <laughs> the pros and cons. Should we run with the George Beverly Shea version or the or the uh, Gaither version of uh, um, what was it? What the was longer the, I serve the longer him. yeah the the longer I serve him. I think the full song is the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Yes, yes. but if you um, want to vote and see which one we play, you should totally give us a call on 1-800-324-843 or text us 0491-064-669. Okay, so we're going to go with uh, George Beverly Shea or the Gaither version. Uh, let us know. We would love to hear your opinion. Okay, so we might even have a couple of samples uh, played here on Faith FM of uh, the two different uh, generations ah, of music. We'll see, we'll, we'll see how plan. we go. Um, but can we do that right now? Maybe we can do that right now. Okay, so what have we got coming up? Here? <laughs> Each day is like heaven, my heart. Okay, so I think that one was George Beverly Shea. Yes, that was George Beverly Shea. And up next. Try try a bit of Gaither. To Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. which generation? Choice. We need to we need to get uh, maybe an X generation version of this up and right. I don't know whether X Gen's ever ever sung that song, but anyway, what's happening in uh, positive news this morning? Jasmine, make our world happy today. Alrighty, so I'm just so stoked about how many good news stories are coming out of, of the COVID nineteen pandemic because um, it's really inspiring a lot of people to get out of their normal routine. 
And one such person is a guy by the name of Adria Bolesta, and he lives in uh, Barcelona. He has set up a little uh, scene just in front of Barcelona's Arc de Triomphe. I don't know if I butchered that, but probably did. Um, he's 26 years old. He set up a, um, a couple of chairs and a big sign that said, Free Conversations. And people can come and sit down and talk with him in English, Spanish, or Catalan about okay. anything they like. That's pretty cool because uh, I, could, I could have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, anyone can go. Well, I mean, you're in Australia, so that might be a little hard. But, um, but yeah, anyone can go and have a conversation with this guy about whatever they like. That's cool. I like that. There are a number of people around the place that I could actually recommend for that job because they're just great conversationalists. Yeah. Do you think that's a, actually a skill, like a niche field? You know, it just might be. Yeah. It must, it, I think one thing that would be very important for somebody in this situation, though, would be the ability to listen mm. as well as to converse. Absolutely. So um, this guy, Balesta, he's talked about how – he has just so many different kinds of conversations with people. One lady, even a 70-year-old Lithuanian woman, even talked about the years she spent in a Russian concentration camp. Oh, wow. So that would be a heavy conversation to listen to. You're right. Really. But very therapeutic, I would think, for that particular woman to talk about it. Mm, mm-hmm. I wonder if this guy gets more um, conversations about people, you know, offloading their problems um, and, you know, almost like a therapist just listening and, you know, um, hearing them out. Or whether more people give him positive stories like, hey, I'm doing really well in my job. It would be interesting to find out. Yeah, I, I, tend, to th- I tend to lean towards the negative. People sort of uh, needing someone to talk to to unload. Mm. And I wonder, you know, how he goes about shaking that off at the end of the day. Yeah. I have so much admiration for counsellors mm. because... Being in ministry, of course, people come to me to talk about, you know, things that are going on in their lives at times, and it can be very stressful mm, mm-hmm. um, and hard work yeah, and quite challenging to, uh, to be able to shake that off at the end of the day and to just get back to your normal life without sort of, you know, dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. Dwelling on other people's tragedy, which can be uh, pretty hard to, hard on your soul. Definitely. So... so Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say this guy's doing great work right here. I think this is, um, I think this, ther- this is therapeutic, and I think that uh, it's just a huge blessing to so many people to be able to talk about stuff that's going on in their lives. A hundred percent. He actually he had this idea after everyone went into the full lockdown, and you know he started calling people who he hadn't in a long time, some of his old friends and people, and having conversations that way. And um, and he realized that as things were moving online, you know we were. Um, without even realizing it before COVID-19, we're really losing the art of conversation just because we talk so much on social media or even through emails and things like that. Um, Even before we went into lockdown, then lockdown gave him the chance to call some of his old friends. And he's like, hey, we really need um, good old fashioned conversations where we can just talk with people. So that was really, really beautiful. Really cool work by Adriana Borlester. Good on you. Well done. Well done. What else is happening? Another really cool story that's happening out of the COVID-19 pandemic is in India, um, there has been a mass planting of trees. So they're really trying to hit their um, sustainability goals. And a group of, I think, about 2 million people, um, 2 million volunteers of all kinds in India. Which um, Which you can do in India. 
Yeah. Is it the only country in the world where you'll find two million volunteers? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so two million volunteers went and got together um, in different places or with social distancing and masks just to go and plant trees all over the country. They really want to hit, um, I think, 15% of the total land area in the next five years um, with forest cover. Um, and that's to hit, I think, the, the, that specific sustainability goal um, by by 2030 about, you know, clean living and the air and all that kind of thing. Um, because planting trees is a really great, very easy, much cheaper way of um, reducing carbon dioxide in the air. So, And they'll be able to see those beautiful Himalayan mountains again. Mm, yes. They are seeing those for the first time and uh, quite a number of towns are seeing them for the first time in a very, very long time because of uh, the COVID lockdown has reduced the... Um, air pollution so dramatically, mm. and we've seen some interesting stories coming out of India about that. Yeah, India's doing um, really well. We've had some really cool stories coming out of of India of late. They're really working very hard to yet yeah, to hit all of their UN um, United Nations goals that have been set. Um, and this is a really just a really good example of that. How so many people have come together for that same common goal. They're very united as a people and as a nation, which is a super cool quality that India has. Absolutely, cool. And what else is uh, what else is taking place? Alrighty, we have one other story which I found very interesting. Um, there is a a um, guy I'm. I possibly might butcher his name, um, which I hope that I don't, but um, uh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna is, um, has set up a retirement village for cows. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we would have, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> how, I'm, I'm just like, how does, this, how does this actually work, a retirement village for cows? Yeah, I was so excited to see your response to that because, I don't know, um, retirement village is very, much a, is very much a person thing, but basically just takes in cows that have, that have lived in, um, in other places for a long time. They're getting old and people are thinking about getting rid of them, uh, you know, but he's a real animal enthusiast, so he's taken them on and they live at this particular farm and, you know, they get given a really lovely... Uh, lifestyle and they open it up for um, kids and and for people who need um, like animal therapy and that those kinds of things to so just come and hang out with the cows and they just grow old there and have a very nice cows happy are the life. best creatures eh oh they so are I love cows they are so curious and they just they just become amazing pets if you can uh, tame them down and make them quiet mm. uh, at our last house there were cows in the paddock and they all had names and they all had different personalities Aww. and they were just hilarious. So, yeah, I do like cows. And some of those cows are pretty much retired. I've talked to the <laughs> owner. He's like, yeah, I'm just keeping this one because, well, you know, she's served me well for many years and so she deserves to have a good life and end her days in peace. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Jasmine has a song stuck in her head this morning. Indeed I do. And we're going to get it, all, we're going to get it stuck in all of your heads at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a very special thing for you and you're going to be blessed by it today. But we do need your votes as to which version we buy. Um, is it going to be the Gaither version or the George Beverly Shea version of? The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. All right. We do have votes coming in, swaying it in particular yes, ways. Yes, so. we do have votes coming in, so we need your votes right now. Okay, joining us on the phone this morning is Camilla Scaff. Camilla, welcome to the show. 
Good morning. It's good to be back again, Lyle. How are you? I am doing. We are doing very well here in the studio. And uh, Camilla, of course, is the uh, health director for North New South Wales region of our church, and here to talk about health subjects. What are we talking about today? Well, you know, you we always like to bring some tips and tools on how people can improve their health and feel better and be more successful in their lives. And today, interesting enough, talking on a Christian radio, we're talking about the benefits of engaging in reading scripture. And actually, you will hear some very um, important, astounding information about how that can help to improve health, but also the overall behavior and feeling of people. Really? So reading the Bible can make me healthier? Yes, absolutely. And as you know, we've been coming here, you know, once a month and sharing some of the wishes that Australians have. And we know that Australians, more than anything, they want to feel better. They want to be uh, have better relationships. They want to enjoy life more. And that's why I think this is so crucial. Uh, one important that I thought, an information that I thought was really relevant and very interesting is that in America, in the U.S., they did this um, research and they said, you know what, it's a Christian country and nine out of ten people claim to own a Bible. And most Americans actually came to believe that what's in the Bible is inspired word. However, what they have found through research is that only about six out of ten Americans say they read the Bible at least on one occasion, but down to three-fourths from 1980, which means that, essentially, there's a pattern here that is happening that people are reading less, reading the Bible less, even though they believe the Bible is an inspired book, and even though they own a Bible themselves. So there's something happening in society uh, that is drawing that pattern. However, because we're in Australia, I actually got some very interesting data from Australia in regards to uh, Bible readership. And that has to do with younger people, uh, but the older people uh, numbers don't change much. Like I said, it's probably a pattern and it's more than pattern over generations than the ages. And so uh, only 4% of young people in Australia read the Bible daily and another 6% read it weekly. So 4% only read it daily. And that's an important number, and I'll share why. And interesting enough, about 70% have never read it. They never read the Bible. Why is this important? Remember how we shared, and, and you probably know that, you know, the feeling of loneliness, anxiety, depression has been an increasing issue in Australia, especially amongst young people, but also amongst older people as well. And the interesting fact that I'm about to share with you, Lyle, is that what they noticed when they were researching about Bible readership is that when you read the Bible at least four times a week, there is a spike in impact in the behavior of the person that it was just astonishing for them. It was They were not looking for that when they were doing their research, to be exact, but they were just uh, unbelievably surprised because when the person read one time a week or two times a week or even three times a week, there was not that much of a change in their behavior. However, when they read four times a week or more, guess what happened? 
Well, yeah, and it, it changes their behaviour dramatically. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming I'm very yes. keen to find out how it changes their behaviour. <laughs> I'm also very keen to find out how it actually affects their health. That's right. And the, the health, I mean, you know that, uh, for example, the feeling of loneliness has caused a lot of anxiety and anxiety caused a lot of health issues. You know, probably more than 90% of human diseases come from the brain because people start, you know, they're not feeling well and sometimes they're too anxious, stressed and etc. So listen to this. For people that are engaging in the Bible four times or more a week, it drops their feeling of loneliness by 30% just by reading the Bible four times a week. That's now, phenomenal. So feeling lonely. If you're feeling lonely out there, yes, start by reading one verse a day. Four times a week, drop 30% of feeling lonely. Then anger issues. Do you think anyone has got anger issues these days? I certainly got some anger issues that I can improve. It drops 32% Lyle, anger issues. Just by reading the Bible? Just by reading the Bible four times a week at least. And interesting enough, anger produced a lot of stress, um, you know, the feeling of revenge sometimes or just feeling of frustration. And it causes a lot of other uh, physiological effects on the body. Sometimes when you're angry, you don't want to eat or you whatever you eat to feel bad, you, you know, you feel a stomachache. So and a lot of times people are having diseases and they don't realize it's because some anger issue that has not been um resolved so if you want to drop your anger issues by 32 percent again read engage on the bible then some other very interesting ones and even higher drops here bitterness in relationships especially when you're talking about marriage or relationship between uh, family members parents and young kids i know that a lot of the young people these days they complain about relationship with their parents, especially with the father in these days. Uh, it drops 40% the bitterness in relationships. These are huge figures. I know. And that's why I, I want to share this. I was so excited to share this with you this morning and everyone that is reading because it's a life-changing experience. And how crazy is that that 70% of Australians in general don't ever read the Bible? Isn't that a correlation there? And I think there's okay. an interesting correlation that's coming through yeah. to what I'm seeing coming through in that there's a, an, in, uh, there's a proportional relationship between less people reading the Bible and increased levels of anxiety and depression. So, you know, we have long asked the question, why is there so much anxiety and depression in current generations, you know, that did not exist as much amongst the boomer generations? It was much less in the silent generation. It was uh, certainly uh, infinitely less in the greatest generation than the lost generation. Yes. And when you go Absolutely. back to those generations, you find that, you know, you, you, one of the things that is going to stand out is that these were generations that read their Bibles regularly. Yes. And the fact that, look, we're going through tough times, you know, going through COVID, going through 2020 has not been an easy task for anyone to bear. And so guess what? Reading the Bible does not cost a thing. You can go even online and find free Bibles 
to read. And if that will give you that much of a lift, guess what? It's a win-win situation, right? Um, I have actually, after finding this out, I want to increase my Bible, increase my Bible engagement and, and readership. Because to be honest, look at this here. Um, feeling spiritually stagnant. It can actually drop 60%. You know how sometimes people are Christians and they believe in God. They are actually engaging the Bible, but maybe not enough. And they're just feeling spiritually stagnant. And guess what? You can drop that by 60%. So that's huge. Um, and also, I love this. Uh, because and in Australia, I know that a lot of people are struggling with alcoholism, especially women. It has been an increasing problem for women in this year because of, I guess, COVID, quarantine, stress, whatever it is. Um, and you can drop your alcoholism, alcoholism issue by 57%. So, um, yeah, those numbers are huge, and I just want to encourage everyone. Um, if, you know, and I even have a message here for spiritual leaders and for people who are doing well, but they want to help others to do well. Because in the flip side, you can increase um, the capacity of sharing your faith, for example, by two hundred percent. Oh, when wow. you read the Bible at least four times. And, you know, sometimes, you know, spiritual leaders, they want to encourage others to disciple others so they don't feel like they're the only ones doing the job and they want to just, like, get a movement going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It in so, basically, it increases by 230% the discipling others, um, yeah, activity. So, for people that are reading the Bible at least four times a week, all of these great benefits will come true and i just think this is amazing alayo because so many people are struggling and they're spending money and they're feeling hopeless and i think that this really brings a accessible solution to anyone who wants to improve themselves and especially to myself and i actually selected here one bible verse that i want to share with you if you allow me yes sure please it's do in, <laughs> it's in hebrews 4 12 and it says for the word of god is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart i found so much wisdom on these words there's so many other verses in the Bible to witness that the words of the Bible are not living and active, but they are powerful. And I truly believe that for those who decide to engage more on the Bible and at least four times a week, they will see not only these results that I mentioned, but they will see a transformation in their hearts, which is what we're seeking. We want to feel good, but we want to be good as well and feel uh, they were completely healed. It's not about only physical healing and about external, you know, happiness, because we know that it's not easy. Life is challenging. But if we have this superpower and at our disposal on a every day, it's much easier to carry on and to be positive and to look forward for a brighter future. 
Camilla, this is really uh, sensational research that you've managed to um, scrape together here. We'd love to get a copy of it that we can post up onto our Facebook page and get out through social media. Um, I think this is very encouraging. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that you can send it through for us. I think it's super encouraging. And um, it's just amazing to me, you know, because there are so many other books out there that talk about good morals and good living and all this kind of stuff. But it is amazing to me that the Bible and the Bible alone is giving these kinds of results. You yes. know, you don't, you don't find these kinds of results just from reading your average self-help book. And, uh, you know, maybe I get, uh, I'm, I'm sort, of, sort of thinking of the top of my head here, Camilla, but, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. is not a self-help book. It's a God-help book. That's right. That's right. And that's going to make a very significant difference to the way that it impacts a person's life because, you know, it's kind of hard to pull yourself out of, out of the mud by pulling on your bootstraps. Um, um, but if you yes. can reach out to somebody else and take hold of an outside power, which the Bible, of course, offers to us, then yes. you, we've, we've really tapped into a source of power there. Uh, that's com- right. Camilla Scaff, thank you so much for joining us this morning to talk about the connection between health and Bible reading, a very, very real connection right there. And, of course, our giveaway for the quiz today is a book called Ministry of Healing, which is, uh, which is all about that. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have now come time for... Question of the Day. And our question of the day comes through um, from a listener who says, what about when God changes his mind Mm. and has quoted Hezekiah as an example of that? So um, God came to Hezekiah through the prophet Isaiah and said, "Uh, you're sick, you're going to die. Get your house in order, write your will, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and cried and prayed and pled with God. And Isaiah came back and said, God's changed his mind. He's going to heal you. You're going to get another 15 years. Are there any other examples in the Bible, guys, of people who, instances where God has changed his mind? Mm. I can think of at least um, one, if not two others. Okay, give me one real quick. All right. It was uh, about where God's anger is burning hot against the Israelite nation and Moses stands up and he says he intercedes on their behalf. Okay. And God doesn't smite them because of Moses. And I think, Liam, you came up with one a minute ago as well. Yeah, I did indeed. God, uh, uh, Abraham, sorry, changing God's mind about Sodom and Gomorrah and trying to save his nephew Lot. Okay. And I was also thinking about Nineveh. God said, 40 Mm. days and Nineveh will be destroyed. And then God changes his mind. It's like, no, I'll give them, you know, 40 years instead. Um, So there are instances where God is changing his mind. Now, the real question is, is God actually changing his mind or are we changing God's mind? How does intercessory prayer work in this context? And we don't know all of the answers because, hey, we're human beings. We're here on this earth. How can we know the mind of God? Mm-hmm. You know, So we need to recognize our humanity here and to answer these kinds of questions very, very carefully because we will get the full revelation of what is actually taking place when we sit down in heaven with God and ask him himself. These are all instances where God very clearly did not want to destroy the Israelites or Hezekiah or uh, the city of Nineveh um, or the Sodom Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't want to destroy any of those. And and what God has done is he's given human beings the opportunity to intercede. Now, what is interesting in Nineveh, of course, it's not Jonah who's interceding. 
He's like, I'm not going to intercede for these guys. I want to see them destroyed. It's the Ninevites themselves that are interceding and, and their prayer is being answered. Mm-hmm. And what it does show is that uh, what, what I see coming through here is that God doesn't want to do this, but God does want to show his power mm-hmm. to be able to forgive. He wants to show his grace. He wants to show his character. He wants to show his patience and his long-suffering. And he wants to see human beings stand up and to intercede on behalf of others. Mm. He wants to see human beings using intercessory prayer. And so he's giving some great examples to us, some very prominent examples to us of how intercessory prayer works. And that when we intercede, it gives God the opportunity to act and God can act in amazing ways and a very, very different outcome can take place other than that which was originally there. I think it's interesting too, these are all very much types of Christ. They show us exactly what Jesus did in interceding on behalf of all humanity. God yes. didn't want to destroy any, no question. any one of us, but um, Jesus stepped in and he, he died so that we don't have to. And, yes, but um, particularly Moses and Abraham, Yeah, very, very much a type of Christ. Interesting study about the Ninevites. We'll have to uh, look into that with um, Jonah one time. It's just a fascinating story. Anyway, the votes are in. Woohoo! Uh, and with, uh, what have we got here? Seven to none, I think it is. Um, <laughs> oh, feeling very good about this. You know what? Um, George Beverly Shea, I hate to say this, but your ratings have kind of plummeted. He yeah. was one of the greatest singers, and now he's just like, it's not his flavor. Everybody mm. is unanimous. The votes are unanimous for the Gaither Group to bring us the song and, of course, uh, introduce the song for us. Uh, this is the one that is stuck in Jasmine's head. It is... The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. And we want it to be stuck in your head all day long. Here it is by Bill Gaither.
plenteous grace He bestowed Every day by the way gets brighter Listening to The Longer I Serve Him, The Sweeter He Grows by Bill Gaither. This was uh, brought to you by your votes this morning. Um, this, was the, this was the version that you voted for. So I just oh, downloaded what's the free browser extension. Happening now. That's what happens when you play from YouTube and the next <laughs> thing just comes on. <laughs> uh, go for it, Jasmine. You know, the longer I listen to that song, the sweeter it grows. Oh, yes. Nicely done. <laughs> someone's, just, someone's just texted in. Love it. That song takes me right back to my childhood. Thanks for putting it in my head today. Okay, so there you go. It is stuck in somebody else's head. We hope that it's going to be stuck in your head all day long. 